superstars. Welcome to the Up Your Creative Genius podcast, where you will gain insight and tips to stomp on the accelerator and blast off to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Patty Dobrovolsky, and if this is your first time tuning in, then strap in because this is serious rocket fuel. Each week, I interview fellow creative geniuses to help you learn how easy it is to up your creative genius in any part of your life. Hey, everybody. Oh, my gosh. I have Gail Edwards here. She's an international award-winning global impact and brand strategist, a speaker, an author. She works with intuitive impact entrepreneurs and purpose-driven organizations to help them build their brand and leverage their identity to claim authority and dominate the marketplace. Gail, I can't believe you're here. Like, I can't believe I mean, really, she's like the founder of Brand You Consulting, and she combines her spiritual gifts with 30 years in brand marketing, communications, trainings, and coaching. And I just want to say we met in Clubhouse because we both felt that someone in the clubhouse needed our help. She was able to help them. I don't know what happened to me. I got lost in the fray of it, but it was fantastic. Gail, I can't wait to talk to you. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Patty. And I'm so honored and humbled to be here with you today. I'm looking forward to this exchange of wisdom, actually, Patty. Yeah, I know. Well, because we never really got to talk just for that little brief moment. So and I've been in Clubhouse where you've just dropped all these bombs of wisdom on people and you just pour into people. That's how you are. Well, how did you become that? I mean, tell everybody that's listening, tell us your story. How did you start off doing this and then start doing what you're doing now? Well, it actually started when I was very young. So I'm a big believer that we teach what we most need to learn. Okay. So I'm about helping people to get really clear about who they are, you know, what their message is, how are they going to impact, how are they going to extend that impact? So it's no surprise that I didn't know how to do any of that. You know, of I, course. Was not that I did not know how to do any of that from a very young age. You know, I grew up learning to speak when I was quite old. I was about four when I first started oh. speaking sentences, which, as we know, is quite late. There was nothing wrong with me. I just didn't want to talk. Wow. And, um, no. and, and you talk really so talking. much now that oh, shocks me. Well, yeah. you make, you're making up for it now, which is Absolutely. fantastic for all of the uh, listeners. Yes. Thank you. But what that did to me is that it made me very observant, number one. So yes. I became really good at reading people. Yes. Because I would find ways of communicating with them without having to open my mouth. Because that's what it does. It just makes you really yes. good communicating however it also made me quite insecure and very self-conscious as well because I was always always the quiet kid always the oh well she doesn't talk I don't worry about her so you can imagine when you're in your own world like that when you're isolated my escape was books so that really fired off my imagination it really helped to strengthen up and broaden my vocabulary as well. So by the time I was speaking, by the time I got to about five, six and started speaking, I was actually a very good speaker. Yes, but, I but, bet. But crippled, <laughs> oh my gosh. But, but crippled with self-doubt. Yes. 
Absolutely. Wow. Okay. With self-doubt. Wow. You know, still very shy and yeah. insecure. And as yeah. I got older and older, that kind of really started to play out even more. Oh, and, boy. And I didn't know what I wanted to do for a career, but I knew I still really liked people because I was good with people. Because I yeah, yeah. You know, spent so many time, so much time observing them. So I started off my career working in PR, you know, okay. for the media. So yeah. I worked for the BBC, in the big BBC over here. Oh my the- God. Wow. <laughs> the behemoth. Really, the behemoth yeah, of the BBC. Yes. Exactly. And that, in fact, I used to be the BBC proms press officer. Gosh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so that really helped my confidence. Yeah. I bet. So you can't work in the media and not really, especially back then in the eighties. And also, being yes. in the BBC as a young black woman, wow! You know, I was very distinguished, very distinctive. You know, it's yes. not like now where we have you know lots of diversity and inclusion or whatever. So I was very distinctive. So because I didn't want to stand out any more than I was already standing out, I made myself confident. I became the wow. What did you just act the role and then step into I, it? There's a saying that I absolutely love, and that is act as if. Yes, I don't of like, course. Yeah, I don't like fake it till you make it because that doesn't. Yeah, doesn't, yeah. But act as if, and I always, you know, thought, well, okay, if I was, and remember, this was the eighties, and in the eighties, right? Yuppies, I know. Right? Yes, I'm yeah. there with you. We're probably yeah. around the same age. I'm guessing. Yeah, there you yeah. Go. yeah, yeah. So you know, so it was all. So I thought, okay, well, if I was this yeah. successful TV media person. How would I be? And and that's what I did. Yeah, fantastic. I love that. I feel like that's how my whole life has been. Like, I'll just take on a role and then I'm a business consultant. Then I'm an illustrator. Then I'm an actor. Then I'm whatever the moment needs. You have to step into it. And that as if principle, I think is one of the most powerful things you can do to become more of yourself, right? I mean, to be step into a bigger room, don't you think? Once you do that, you're like, okay, if I can do that, I can do anything if I can command the room for the first time. And I would always say to myself, you know, before when I would first go on stage and there there'd be like thousands of people in the room, I'd be like, okay, so you only have to do this for the first time once. And then after that. So just imagine that you're on the backside of this and it's so fantastic. And then I just go into it, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, through that time. I had this real unsettling feeling, you know, when you just feel something's not right. Yes. Yes. I loved my job, you know, and right. I, I changed jobs quite frequently because I was able to in the eighties, you know, we, we yeah. did that, didn't we? Yeah. And, um, you know, <laughs> and, you know, and I, I worked at various TV production companies and yes. I worked in fashion or whatever, but I always felt, mm, yeah, you know, there's something Something, something more, else. something else. And, yeah. Yeah. So I spoke to my dad about it. God rest his soul. And I spoke to my dad at the time and said to him, I know that I want to do more, but I'm not quite sure. My parents, they were immigrants from the Caribbean. And, you know, they very firmly believed in you got a job and you stayed there for 30 That's years. right. Because it's a safety net, right? It's a safety net. Yeah. So really, you need to sort yourself out, girl. Yeah. You know, you need. You really need to sort yourself out, girl. Yes, you do. I, I can't tell you how many times my parents tried to make me do that. Oh, that didn't work. Yeah. Well, anyway, so then what happened? What'd you do? So then, you, you got so this dissonance. Him, 
Well, yeah. I spoke to him again and I just, and I kept, you know, we kept having this conversation. He said, look, all I know is if you just get a job that you love doing, then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. And I said, well, I just like talking. <laughs> and I was like, no one's going to pay me to speak. You know, who's going to pay? Because I loved speaking to yes. people. Yes. And you're good people. speaking to people. Oh, and I liked speaking into people as well. Yes, yes, yes. People would come to me with their challenges and, yep. and their excitement as well. And I loved speaking into that, you know. Yes. And then yes. I discovered this wonderful thing called coaching. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, you make people pay me to give them advice. But you don't actually give them advice, Gail. You know, you kind of help them. And I thought, <laughs> you yeah. help them pull themselves up by the bootstraps. Yeah. So I discovered this thing called coaching and I literally yeah. just dove in head first. I was wow. all over it. and then NLP and then EFT tapping and, you know, and hypnosis and all kinds of different therapies and modalities and resources. I started adding to my toolbox yeah. and all the time I was getting more and more results with the people I was speaking to in terms of they were starting to yes, have yes, I bet. change, you know, real, yeah, yeah. real transformations were going oh, on. I love I, it. I was just playing with it at that stage. You know, yeah, someone yeah. would say to me, oh, Gil, you do that NLP thing, you know, <laughs> and I don't like spiders. And I'd be like, yeah, let's play. You know? <laughs> and then, you know, sometime wow. to me and they'd be like, do you know what? I actually took a spider out of my bath the other day. And I'm like, Wow, this stuff works. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I so love that. I love that because that's when you experiment with things, then you learn about it, they learn about it, and it's all I mean, that's what's true when you're coaching anybody is you're always coaching them on what you're learning right now. You don't like coach them like there are some things you pull through from the past because you know that they're standard and they work and it's consistent. But the most exciting part of coaching is when you're doing something brand new. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, there was a lot going on at that time. And I knew that that nine to five employment road wasn't really for me. So no. I made the decision to just jump. You know, it was after actually I attended a conference in the States, New York, in Westchester, and it was nothing like we had in the UK at the time. It was called African American Women on Tour. It was hosted Fantastic. by S Magazine. Oh, we nice. We didn't have anything like that in the UK. And I was completely enthralled. I was mesmerized. Oh, and yeah. all I remember was one lady came on stage and she was hosting a workshop and she came on. She looked so beautiful. She was vivacious and vibrant. And she walked on stage and she said, I'm going to be 50 next birthday. And I've only got one regret in life. And that's that I've only been living a life of purpose for 12 years. And I did a quick, dirty calculation. I thought, I'm only 34. She was 38. I've got time. Oh, wow. So I came back, handed in my notice there and then. And I've never looked back since. That was 22 years ago. Oh, my God. That's so fantastic. <laughs> that is so fantastic. That is amazing. So that's kind of like how I got to be this entrepreneur, but how I got to be doing what I'm doing now was, yeah. yes, I learned all the coaching techniques and all of that stuff, but I was actually quite frustrated with coaching. 
because sometimes I just wanted to take someone and say, no, you are more than this. You've got the answer. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, I really wanted to be involved in genuinely having an impact in their tra- with their transformation. Yeah. So I started to do, rather than just coaching, I started to blend it. And I always tell people, look, I'm not your traditional coach. You know, I'm that person that is the proverbial kick up the bum. I I am going to say to you, you know, let's try this or let's try this. I'm going to listen to you, but I'm also going to genuinely hold hold your hand and help you. And, you know, messaging, because I've been in marketing and media and branding and communications for so long. Yes. I found that people just couldn't talk about themselves. They'd have all these wonderful ideas. They'd have these wonderful businesses even. But the moment you ask them to speak about it, they'd come up and as we know. And they would. And then these little tiny things would come out and they'd be all bumbly and kind of confused. And then you'd be left thinking to yourself, geez, that didn't go very well. Yeah. And them too, they'd think, how come that happened? You know, how could I be so afraid that I couldn't totally express myself articulately and tell you in a nutshell on an elevator, right? Absolutely. And then, you know, lots of people talking about the elevator pitch. And, and I thought, no, it's more than that because yeah, it, it was something scripted, yeah. you know, and I was running networking events at that time. And when yeah, people wow. were introducing themselves, they were holding up a piece of paper and they were saying, oh, know it. and reading their and cue cards, yeah. giving and a talk. Saying, I'm like, and I, was, and I would be don't like, do you don't need that. You know, exactly. who you, are. Oh, you, know what God. You, do. you just need the confidence to say it. And that was where it started. And that's how I developed my standing up in your own hallelujah program. Yes. which does just that. It helps people to be more of themselves more of yeah. the time. Yes, that is so fantastic. And so now that brings us up to date right now, right? So tell me, what are you excited about right now? What's happening oh right gosh. now that you want to tell people about? There are so many things happening right now. I know. Now. Well, just give us all. We want to know. <laughs> and then I'm going to ask you questions about well, them, of course, and you, more you. So I've just launched my own podcast as well, Daringly Awesome, which I'm very excited yes. about. I've been talking about that for a while. Okay, but, good. Excellent. So that's one of that's one of my catchphrases. You know, I always say to people, I dare you. How willing are you to dare yourself to be awesome? So that's been really wow, great. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, I've just gone into a great collaboration with Rich, Rich Woman magazine where I'm their brand editor. So I'm starting to collate stories and build some great issues for that because they're offline as well as online. Also, the Daring Me Awesome Network, which is a new way of networking. You know, we've been in this. Who knows what this has been the last couple yeah, of years? Yeah, who knows, really? Who knows what this has I, been? I, I'm not been, even going to guess. Exactly. But, you know, networking as a result has changed. Yes, Definitely. we've been doing on, online. We're starting to go a little bit out again now. So, But that has changed because we're different. The whole experience is how, how, what, say what you think, how we're different. I want to know from your perspective, how are so, we different? So one of the things that I find is we're almost in this conundrum. You know, we've been so without proper, consistent human contact yes. for so long that we're almost like, you know, we're grasping. We want that contact again, but yes. we're also weary. We're like, okay, so... Is this okay? <laughs> you know? Yes. How are we doing this here? Yes. So just, just from that basic yes. level alone. 
So when you now go put that same scenario into a networking scenario, you've yes. got some people who want to genuinely connect because that's how they connect with each other. Yes, yes. And then there's some who are a bit more standoffish. And so they will come across as being, you know, a bit more abrupt. So yeah. that's going to change the dynamic. I've seen it already with some events. That changes the dynamic. So what I'm doing with the Daringly Awesome Network is I'm bringing people together so they can genuinely collaborate together. So they oh, form nice. that, that closeness. So it's not just about the networking, but it's no. about the collaboration. It's yes. about genuinely working with each other. So now they're forming right. connection, collaboration, yeah. And now we've got genuine relationships. That's right. I am so that. with you on this. Now, I think that so when we think about how it is that we really learn and grow, it's when we collaborate with people on Absolutely. stuff, when we get together and we figure out, oh, yeah, you do this and I do that. Well, let's do this together. Let's do an experiment together. And the best experiences I've had are collaborations where things are just wide open. Now, do you give them the opportunity to figure out how they would collaborate? Do you help create a construct by which that they get something to work on together? Do you give them a project? What happens? Absolutely. So what happens is, so we have a little networking thing. Yeah, period. So do you do speed networking? Are they in line? Well, what they they have to to do, so what they have to do, rather than that standard, oh, hi, my name is, da, 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 what they yeah. have to do, they have to give us one fun fact about their business. Yes. And what is the challenge they're currently facing? Okay, good. So, so then we go off, we have a lovely lunch together. So they're really getting to know each other. And then yeah. after lunch, they have to work on the challenge. So as a collective, they work on each other's challenges. So oh, that's fantastic. But so now you've got all these people who you've suddenly got a team helping yeah. you with the thing you yeah, are struggling yeah, with the yeah. most, whatever that is. So yeah. it's not just you having to go and find a coach, but you've got a team of people who are yeah. sitting there and they're giving you their feedback. They're giving you their input. They're telling you, well, okay, that's a great idea. Actually, that does, mm, I can't see that would work. They're also able, because it's sparking. Yeah ideas and every single person gets a chance to do this so what they're also able to do is to connect people with those outside of the room that's that's right so you give them all your network you network with them about it's like people will often drop into you know i do a thing if you want to connect with me just get into a 20-minute call i see you have that too in your link tree right but people do and i'm just honestly connecting them to whoever they need because why not Absolutely. Why not? Why not? That's the whole Why point not? is that because I think about don't you think about who influenced you, like who did influence you and pull you in, who influenced so you many. and gave you that lift up? So many people, the very first person, so that woman that worked, walked on the, on the stage, yeah. I was at that conference because of another lady who was the keynote speaker, who was a lady called Debrina Jackson Gandhi, and she had written a book which just landed in my lap at exactly the right time in my life, which was called Sacred Pampering Principles for African-American Women. Nice. And I thought, well, even though I'm not African-American, I'm still Black, it might yeah, work. Exactly. And it, was, it was fantastic. <laughs> and because she was the keynote speaker, that's how I ended up at that conference. And that lady that walked across the stage that really grabbed me, her name was Jill Diamond Taylor. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Oh, honestly. And between the two of them, they were my sheroes for a very very long time. But then there were people here in the UK who were really, really influential 
and instrumental yeah. as well with my growth and my development, not just as a person, but even as an entrepreneur, just learning how to do business in a really professional way. You know, people like Jacqueline Rogers, who's the founder of the Athena Network. I worked yes. with her time, you know, people like Pete, like Pete yeah. Cohen. I, I absolutely adore Pete's enthusiasm. I love yes. the way he works with people, you know, Dr. Marina, who the founder of Rich Woman, who just breathes belief into everyone. You can't help but be brilliant. That's right. That's right. Like when people are filling you up with that kind of enthusiasm, too, I think. But you also must have had some peace inside that confidence from before that as if, you know, stepping into it, that mm. that must have helped you, too, in all of those oh. spaces. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm very lucky because I come from a family of very strong women. Yeah. And, um, you know, my mom and my aunts who were very, very, you know, instrumental in my upbringing as well. Yeah. Their attitude is just can do. It's like, what do you mean you can't do that? Of course you can. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So that I've obviously got some of that as well, because Patty, you know what this journey is like. It's never all uphill. You know, it's great that we're having this conversation. We're talking about some great things that have happened, but we know that there are some awful things that happen. <laughs> yeah. No so doubt. No life. doubt. I yeah. mean, with people yeah. and things and places exactly. and money and all of it, you know, structure yeah. and, you know, you expand your team and then you contract the team based on yeah. whatever you learn and grow there. Right. Absolutely. And, and I would so say, bad. too. Have you come to those places where you get kind of stalled out in your business and you're thinking, now what? Am I doing that? Am I still going to do that? Like that. Absolutely. You have those periods where you think, now this valley is deep. Am I ever going to get out of here? (laughs) Well, now how do you get out of there? How do you get out of there? I'm curious. For me, (laughs) there's two things that save me on a daily basis. One of them is bathing. I absolutely... (laughs) I know it's, uh, but that's where I do my meditation. Yeah. And when I'm in the bath and I'm either meditating, I just find something always sparks off, always. You know, so most evenings I would tend to end my evening, settle down for the night by having a bath. In the bath is where I also do my gratitude. It's become a real nighttime ritual for me. And it has been for many, many years now. So that really helps me. And I always think, you know what, there's always tomorrow. But then the other thing is my daughter and my daughter's nearly 20 now, but she, she's a young woman now. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's young. um, You know, up and coming, but when (laughs) she was, so her dad and I divorced when she was eight and nine. Okay. And I I can remember going through a really dark, 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 dark time. And I used to have a program at that time called the breakthrough diva. And I can remember one day one weekend her and I was sitting on the sofa and I was really miserable and upset and I was trying to be you know upbeat for her yeah and she said mom I've just got something she was about nine at the time she said mom I've only got one thing to say to you I said what's that mix and she said you're either the breakthrough diva or you're not (laughs) and I thought okay <laughs> okay, golden tongue wisdom coming right through that child thought, to you, okay. right? So, okay. And that, and even though I no longer run that program, you know, to this day, that's what gets me through. I just remember Michaela said, Mom, you're either the breakthrough diva or you're not. And I think, you know what? I'm going to choose to be the breakthrough diva through this moment, yeah. i.e., I'm going to act as if. 
That's right. So it always comes back to that. Now, one of the things that you describe yourself as you work with intuitive impact entrepreneurs. Tell me what you mean by intuitive impact entrepreneurs. And I choose those intuitive impact entrepreneurs because they are the people who show up, who have these unexplained gifts. They don't know how they do what they do. You know, they just know that they're very good at doing whatever it is. And they tend to be people who are empaths. So they, you know, they really feel other people's energy. They're very sensitive. They tend to be highly sensitive. They tend to operate, if they're business owners, they tend to be very heart-led you know, they tend to be the therapists among us, the healers. Yes. You know, they're, they're, yes. they're those type of people. They, they have such a big heart. They just want to give and they give and they give. Yeah. And who's the person they never give to themselves? Yeah. Who's the person that's always last on their list is themselves. So, and they're also yeah. the who are the least structured. So when it comes to business, you know, yes. they just want to give. They'd give it away for free, but then they realize they can't pay their rent or their mortgage. Yeah. You know, yeah. So they're the people that really resonate with me because I know what that's like. Cause I've been in that situation. I yeah. know what that's like. So what I do for them is I provide them with the structure, the business structure. Yes. I provide them with the, both the branding and the brand, help them build that personal brand around yes. them. Yes. So you can really connect with them and understand because, you know, out in the wider world, they have a reputation for being fluffy. Okay. That's right. That's right. But they're not fluffy. No. Okay. They are just so heart-centered that they want to wrap you up in fluff because they care so much. So I show them and help them and educate them as to how they can have a thriving business successfully whilst they're speaking the language of those that need to hear them. Yes, yes. I love that. And then do you work with them one on one? Do you do group stuff? How do you like yeah. to work? Are you one to many? How does it how does it I go love, for you? I love one to many, but I also love one to one because even when I'm in a one to many situation, I'll still hone down on, on one. Because yeah. I like to see, I like to see the transformation right there in the room, but also everybody else can see. Yeah. And that's where the real oh magic happens. I love that. I hope you come to my city so I can experience you in that way, because I see you only I don't see you in Clubhouse, but you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And I think that this for me, I'm fascinated with the transformation myself. I think, you know, if people understood that transformation, it's not an easy course. But if you know what you're going for, then it's clear because you have to understand really that yes, vision is out there and you always have a vision, but the goals are the things that you want to get to. And that once you've achieved something, then you can look back at who you were before you achieved the goal. And then you see, ah, I've made progress. And that progress gives you confidence. Absolutely. You know, I have clients come to me for all sorts of things, you know, Patty, they come to me, they say things like, my business isn't working. I'm not making any money. I don't yeah. know what to post on social media, you know, and it all comes down to the same thing. It always comes down to, well, who are you? You know, yeah. who are you showing up as to your clients? Maybe yeah. they don't understand you. Yeah. You know, who are you showing up as on social media? Yeah. And also, I'm also a big believer that everything works, but not everything works for you. 
you know. That's right. So, That's right. It's yeah, so true. You've got to choose what works for you. Right. So while someone may be having great success out there on, on Instagram. Yeah. That might not be your thing. No, it might that not. Might not I mean, you. yours might being in a room with people networking like that. That Absolutely. might be your, the way that, that you're going to your- know yourself yeah. and find yourself. Yeah, that's I think I think it's yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think everybody there's so much selling that's going on in the world oh. right now. You know, it just drives me crazy and then when I have to sell something I'm like, "Oh, I'm so sorry that I'm doing this and I just need you to know this is happening if you want to come the, do it, right?" But mm-hmm. what's Thanks. also true is that I realized this thing this year, and I wonder how you feel about this. You know, like people, when they set goals at the New Year's, the way we did it before was it was a resolution of something that's of the past. So you can't really goal set or future cast from that place. But also I realized that goals is not just about the, what you're doing with your business or these other things. It's about, I mean, in terms of money and stuff, all of getting stuff together, it's about the feeling of what oh, you want to experience. Absolutely, Patsy. And that is what, you know, if we're going to get really spiritual here, that's what yeah. moves from the third dimension into the fifth, that's from right. 3D into the fifth dimension is that's all right. about. It's that feeling, it's the experience. And more and more people now have to give their clients an experience of them because there's so yeah. many, especially with the pandemic, you know, yeah. so many people pivoted there's that word so many people pivoted so you've got people coming into your industry right now doing what you do who have only been doing it for two years 18 months but because they really have locked into the whole experience five mindset yeah they understand how to create an experience so now they are getting the accolades that many people who were sitting here before the pandemic are now looking at them thinking but i know I've got more experience than them. Yeah, but you've been slow to the market. Yeah, that's right. We're trying to work in a very old paradigm. That's right. In the old paradigm, you got to get out of it. You got to step in. And I would say this thing too, when I think about you and I think about what you've done, like these are things, I mean, you and I, we sit on a lot of history. We've done a lot of things. That's all there is to it. But what we know is, and I know this must be true for you, is that we are always trying to learn something new. We know we have to learn something new because otherwise we're a dinosaur. Well, <laughs> and- exactly. We're dinosaurs as it is, much less now. Exactly. You know, our mouths and giving it away, yeah. <laughs> you know. So yeah. you have to stay nimble. You've got to stay nimble. You've got to stay flexible. And that's one of the things I love about Clubhouse because yeah. it allows you to listen to millennials and people from different parts of the world, how they're doing what they're doing is great. And, you know, if you're not flexible, if you just have this rigid way of doing your business, it's not sustainable. No, not sustainable. You know, people will literally go past you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and when you're talking about, this is the thing when you earlier, you said this thing about, okay, I wonder People are different now. And I think this fifth dimension piece, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about expanded consciousness that people have stepped into a bigger room and some people have, and other people are still behaving as if it's the same. 
And exactly. that's the that's where you're missing out the opportunity is that, no, the world is different. It's broken open and you either step into the open brokenness of it and you experience yourself as a new being in that, mm-hmm. or you are going to be left behind on the train. And then that's what's true. So Absolutely. how do you step into every day with a fresh mindset? What do you do that helps you to be in that fresh? You take a bath. I know that. Yeah. What are you curious about or looking at right now that you think, oh, that thing seems fascinating to me? Like well, you said, your daughter, you showed up that thing and then you said, I'm going to think I'm going to do an NFT with this. And I was like, yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. And if those of you that are not listening, that's a non-fungible token okay, you can right. buy and they're going to be trading and everything we own is going to be a non-fungible token. At some gosh, point. It really is. It's all going that way. Yeah, it but is. For me, same way I have an evening routine, I have a morning routine. So I tend to wake up most mornings between sort of like half five and half six. So, you know, it's kind of like my normal time. And what I do, there's two things I do immediately. So I always have a glass of water straight away. So that's because I have. Yes, um, we know that's good. Flush the system. Exactly. exactly. Always always (laughs) have um, my water bottle. And then I actually have to remember I combine my spiritual gifts. So I'm very, very good at reading cards you know not tarot cards I don't I'm not really a big tarot lover yeah do like angel cards I tend to pull an angel card in the morning I then tend to write my intention for the day based on the card right and then I go for a walk I go for a walk yeah and the great thing at that time in the morning is hardly anyone around yeah. So no word of a lie, Patty, as I'm walking around my street surrounded where I live, they probably all know me. They're probably all twitching at their curtains. And oh, there she goes. <laughs> I've got my headphones, I've got my earphones in yeah. and I am singing gospel music at the top of my voice as I, I as I walk, you know, and I love it. Sometimes I'll do a little dance, you know, and I do that two, three kilometers in the morning, come back and I'm ready to start my day. Yeah, that's fine. And I absolutely love that because I wasn't always able to do that. You know, I used to literally be on my sofa all the time. You know, just before the pandemic, I was very sick. I had um, cancer, unfortunately. Oh, and, my gosh. I'm sorry and, to yeah. hear that. Wow. Oh, oh fine now, though. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Fantastic. And literally, as I came out of recovery, we went into lockdown. So there was wow. a period where I was really unsure because I was like, what am I going to do? Because yeah. the world changed. Yeah. Whilst I was sick, the world changed. I came yeah. back. Yeah. But I was able to do what a lot of people did. I literally thought, okay, what are most people going to want to do? Well, now they're working from home. A lot of people are now going to want to build a business. Dream. Yeah. Exactly. Realize their dream. They're going to want to they build their business. Yeah. I thought, you know what? Yes, I'm that girl. Yes, I'm you that are. Girl. So that, yes, you so are. That, <laughs> so that's what gets me excited. So many people, yeah. you know, literally finally getting the chance to live their dream. Yes. And I'm, I'm excited for them. Yes, 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 yes. I love that. And I think, you know, there's nothing greater than helping people to step into the reality that they've always dreamed about. And it's Mm -hmm. not that far away from you. So, you know, if you're listening, you have to understand that we're in your corner here. We're here to help you step into a bigger room, no matter what it is. Even if you already are in that bigger room and you're searching around and you don't know what it is, you know, 
pay close attention to the gifts that come to you and mm -hmm. then be grateful for every little thing, you know, everything in your world without exception is there to help you grow. So, you know, get busy and keep growing. You're so incredible, Gail. So, oh. you know, all right. I always ask people like, what's your favorite book that you're reading right now? And what's a tip you want to give us about making change and pivot? Well, funny enough, my favorite book and I think this is probably my favorite book ever. And I never, ever thought I would say this about this particular person, but I've got to say Will Smith's book. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't tend to read biographies or things like that. I normally read business books. And, you know, had you asked me maybe three months ago, I probably would have said something like, you know, Code of the Extraordinary Mind or something. But Will Smith's biography has yeah. been amazing. I've yes, read yeah. it, the paper version and the audible version. And the reason why they are both an experience, the audio, it's like you're at a yeah, yeah. concert almost, yes. you know, and the book, the paper version, wow. you know, the pictures of his life and his family, it's an experience. Yeah. So that's my that's, favorite. That's moment. fantastic. I love yeah. that. And my tip is just do it. You know, dare yourself. As I say, just dare yourself. You can literally do anything. There isn't anything that we can't do. Yeah. Nothing. The very fact that we came into this world not being able to walk and talk and fend for ourselves, and now the majority of us are able to do just that. Yeah. That in itself is a testament to what we can do as humans. So if we yeah. can do that when we're little, imagine what we can do now we're big. I know. And if you bring that childlike mind into everything you do, then you're always going to be curious. You're going to be excited. Everything's going to be like a puppy in the car waiting to go to the park. That's what you want to be like. Ah. Yeah, let's go. I know we're going somewhere exciting. My dog can't even hold himself back. He starts to squeak as soon as we get in the car. Oh, I don't know where we're going, but I'm going to meet people. Right. And so if you can have that beginner's mind about everything, I just Absolutely. love that. And, you know, Patty, one of the other things I'm excited about is the, obviously, I also, the International Academy of Universal Self-Mastery. And what they do, they really promote this idea of play. They yeah. call themselves a playground for conscious influences. And I would say a tip, self-mastery. We've got to master our own selves. Yes. But, you know, once we become more aware of who we are, it just opens us up to so much more. Oh. It really, really does. Oh, and when you've got a community of people that are just like that, oh, that's where yeah. the magic happens. That's right. right. That's it. The magic happens everywhere. And I mm -hmm. love that you're talking about stepping into yourself, know yourself, understand mm -hmm. yourself, grow yourself. And in that self-mastery, then you find, I think, liberation and freedom. You're free from the constraints of what anybody says or does because you trust and know yourself and you're aligned with the universe. And so you're doing and living your purpose every day. And you definitely are, sister. You yeah. are incredible. Incredible, Gail. Oh my gosh. I just feel like this, like time flew. I'm going to yeah. bring you back because this is so incredible. I can't wait to collaborate with you on something. I know that it would be amazing. So let's just hook up either in clubhouse out of clubhouse. I don't care, but everyone, if you're listening, just read the show notes and go follow Gail Edwards. What's your handle on Instagram? We'll just say it right here. Gail Edwards dot brand you. 
Yes, go there. And then I want you to just follow her and just follow her right into Clubhouse if you want to hear some amazing things from her. Thank you so much, Gail, for your time. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure, but, you know, it has gone way too quick. Patty. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So we'll do it again soon then. I know we will. Okay, everybody, you know the drill. If you like the content, share it with your friends. And until next time, up your creative genius. Thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to DM me on Instagram your feedback or takeaways from today's episode on Up Your Creative Genius. Then join me next week for more Rocket Fuel. Remember, you are the superstar of your universe and the world needs what you have to bring. So get busy, get out, and up your creative genius. And no matter where you are in the universe, here's some big love from yours truly, Patty Dobrovolsky, and the Up Your Creative Genius podcast. That's a wrap.